Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. So, Caitlin, you actually starred in the original Hamilton. We're so happy to have you on this podcast. We're so lucky. (laughs) We know you were just in the ensemble as the backup cello player. No, I was the girl that moved the bullet. (laughs) It's a very important role. We're so glad you joined today. Uh, well, welcome everybody. I, I guess we've already started. I'm going to include that in the show uh, to episode 35 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friends uh, Grant and Caitlin Youngsma. Um, I was going to come up with a, a witty intro, but I forgot to do that, so I'm just going <laughs> to stick with that. <laughs> How about Grant? Don't call me son, Youngsma. Yes, and don't call me son. <laughs> and Caitlin, the bullet, Youngsma. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. It's good, good to have both of you guys on the show uh, again. So, yeah. Caitlin, it's been a while. I guess we... No, we covered... Uh, what was the last movie that we did? Stargirl. Stargirl, of course. Yeah. Heavyweights. You were on Heavyweights for oh, a little yeah. bit. I didn't say much, though. Yeah, that's true. But it was... But you were... Your presence was felt, I'm sure, <laughs> by everyone that listened. Um, I feel like you'll have more to say on today's episode. Yeah. Good, good response. Uh, <laughs> Since I've actually seen the movie yeah. Heavyweights, I hadn't seen it in like a really oh, long time. Right. Yeah, you hadn't <laughs> seen it. Um, we had you guys on for High School Musical, the musical, the series. Stupidest name ever. I will keep saying that. Uh, and this movie is uh, kind of in the same same vein as that, but very different, obviously, the way it's shot. We'll talk get into that here in a second. But we are covering Hamilton. Uh, not a new property. Uh, it's new to Disney Plus. Just came out literally today, as we're recording this on Friday, July third, and uh, but been around since 2015 on Broadway. I have been. I've seen shows on Broadway. I've not been to New York even since this has been on Broadway. Uh, otherwise, I, I think I probably would have tried to go see it, no matter how much. I mean, I'm sure the tickets are. Like you, you gotta expect like the balcony is like maybe a hundred or hundred and twenty mm-hmm. at if, least if you're probably front row is you know like you said maybe four hundred dollars yeah um who knows so I know when when I looked it up for like St Louis it was because it came to St Louis and it was like four hundred dollars for even like the cheap seats I think like it's ridiculous that's insane I don't know how people afford to go I mean I guess if you live in New York City. You, you know, in, in Manhattan or even in the suburbs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the various boroughs, you probably have a little bit of cash and the cost of living is so high there. I'm sure salaries are pretty high, but yeah, I mean for us, like we're, we live in Missouri, Southwest Missouri. And so for us to like take a vacation in New York and then pay over a hundred, like for one ticket yeah. over a hundred yeah. bucks is like kind of insane that we have a small local theater in Springfield called the spring is 
literally called the Springfield Little Theater, and it, it and it's good. Like their shows are really good, but their tickets are like thirty five bucks, I think, yeah. for an adult. And they go up every year. I, I remember paying as little as like sixteen, seventeen dollars. So Broadway, this is not <laughs> in Springfield. It's it's very kind of local community theater. Um, so when I see musicals like the, what we just watched on Disney Plus, I'm just I'm always reminded as to the caliber that it takes to actually be on Broadway. Yeah, so maybe they'll I mean, have Hamilton Junior someday. At Springfield no, Little Theater. They will not. <laughs> the, the junior version. <laughs> but then we have Juanita K where the traveling Broadway shows come. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And we've seen several shows there. Yeah, and we've seen some big shows there. Phantom has been there. Like the, yeah, some we've huge, seen that. huge Broadway shows. Um, Wicked. Those, yeah, Wicked was awesome. Um, I, I loved watching Wicked Lion there. Lion King. We, you guys see more than we do. I We try to go, go to them, but like um, we used to go to a lot more shows before we had Jordan. But like now that we have a kid and like our cost of living has gone up, not a ton, but a little bit. Um, and it's harder to get out of the house and have mm-hmm. someone watch her and stuff like that. It's been harder to go to those shows. But I, I, I only wish that at Juanita K. Hammond's Hall, which is like our local, like huge performing arts uh, center, they don't do any local shows. They, I think they only it's bring only in, the, traveling the traveling stuff mostly. Yeah. Yeah, the tours and stuff. Yeah, but I, I just my only regret is that I just wish those tours would come in a little bit more frequently. Like it's only like, like one or two a year that I really care to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but um, have you guys? Let's start it off there. Have you guys? What have you seen on Broadway, if anything? Have you guys been to New York? I, I have. I've okay. seen Beauty and the Beast. Okay, cool. What do you remember from that? How long? How long ago was that? Um, I was probably about twelve. Okay, so so it's been a while. Quite a while. Yeah. Um, I remember that Christy Carlson Romano, who she's like kind of a Disney star from even Stevens, right? Is the show she was in. Mm -hmm. She was Belle. Okay. And um, I don't really remember any of the other people specifically like who it was, but um, I remember really liking it. And because Beauty and the Beast has always been like one of my favorites since I was little. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I saw the producers in New York City, um, and I also saw West Side Story in New York City. Okay, and I think I've seen a third show too, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but I remember I, there was some actor that was like p- kind of famous in the producers. I can't okay. re- I can't remember who it was now, and, and what I didn't even think he was like one of the main. Uh, he might have been a main character, but it, it was like an. Uh, a Hollywood actor that you would know if you saw them, but probably not their name. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I can't remember who it was. But, um, but I remember kind of thinking that was pretty cool. I'm like, Oh, I was in the same room as him. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, but like, so have you guys, I know you guys have gone to the Springfield shows. Have you seen other shows like in St. Louis or Chicago? I don't know where, where all you guys have been, but no, not really. Okay. I saw like a really, I, I want to throw this out before we get into the musical, but Chicago has like a Broadway scene that nobody knows about or really talks about. And in all honesty, I saw a show up there In all honesty, that show was just as good as anything I've seen in New York. Like, and it's not like I've seen a ton, but I've seen two or three shows in New York. And the one I saw in Chicago, honestly, I couldn't tell the difference. Like they're, Mm -hmm. it's obviously a big city area and a big city for the arts, for jazz and other things. And their production 
was amazing. So. Yeah. And I feel like the ones that come to Springfield are really high caliber too. Like the yeah. traveling ones. I mean like oh, yeah. the Lion King, I know like was like the costumes and the set and everything. Like it's incredible that they like, and the fact that they like travel over. So they're setting it up and tearing it down and all those different places. So yeah, the, I don't remember the name of the show that we saw um, because it was um, like a non-Broadway show. I think it was maybe even locally written. Um, mm-hmm. it, to use New York terms, it was like an off-Broadway type show. Okay. Uh, very small, uh, not a musical. Like it was just nothing but just delivered lines. Um, but like perfectly acted and really good uh, story. Like I, I wish I could remember the name of it, but like it was so good. And it was like, like Chicago's off Broadway. Like it wasn't even like their big shows. Yeah. And I was, I was completely blown away. So, and the tickets weren't that bad either. So, um, yeah, definitely support local. I mean, as soon as we can, when COVID stops, yeah. definitely support your local <laughs> theater if you have one. Cause, um, there's a lot of re- really cool stuff happening in just theater in general. And I think it promotes the arts, which is always a good thing in whatever town you live in. So let me do the the quick synopsis of kind of how Disney plus describes Hamilton. And then we'll get into, uh, we literally just watched it like five minutes before we hit record. So we're coming, we have uh, a lot of thoughts about the, the movie I'm sure, or the musical. Can we, we can't really call this a movie. No, it's a musical. Yeah. yeah. It's a recorded musical. Broadway. Yeah. In fact, that's what it says here. It says the filmed version of the original Broadway smash hit Hamilton combines the best elements of live theater, film, and streaming in an astounding blend of hip hop, jazz, R&B, and Broadway. Presenting the tale of American founding father Alexander Hamilton, this revolutionary moment in theater is the story of America then told by America now. Pretty cool synopsis. Um, It's... Worth noting that uh, we are going to spoil, I guess, if there's, this is not a movie that, or a recorded thing that I think probably a lot of people are going to care about spoilers. Chances are you may be listening to this and have no intention of watching Hamilton, but you're just interested in being part of the conversation of what's going on. This is obviously a big get uh, for Disney plus. And it's somewhat historical too. So a lot of people may already know what happens. Yeah. and, And I guess let's start there. Like as far as what we know, I, I, I don't know as much history as I, th- I think, I mean, both of you guys probably know history better than I do. Um, I know Grant, uh, you know, you love history and like mm-hmm. love like researching yeah. and learning about history, Amer- especially American history. From what you know, this movie's pretty accurate. Somewhat. I mean, the musical? there's, but I mean with, even with movies that go to Hollywood, there's some stuff that they leave out or add in to sure. make it flow better. I mean, I'd say it's pretty much the same. Like Hamilton runs that way, where there's some stuff they leave out, but there's also some stuff that they insert. Yeah, I think it at least is going for authenticity. It's trying. Yeah. It's trying to tell the the events the way that they truly happened, not mm-hmm. embellish anything. Yeah. Um, and yet, obviously, it takes liberties with like the musical stylings, mm-hmm. even the costuming to a certain degree. Like Caitlin was saying, like, "Hey, why aren't they wearing like?" You know, the wigs. The, yeah, the like curly wigs and stuff. Yeah. So it definitely takes a, a few liberties here, here and there. The biggest thing, and if you're not familiar with Hamilton, I I not even seen a trailer. Like I, yeah. I try to stay away. If I know I'm going to watch something, I try to stay away from all that promo stuff. So I I had heard that it was like rap music and R and B stuff. I did not know that. Pretty much the enti- almost the entire thing is rap. There's mm-hmm. like of two hours and twenty minutes or whatever or thirty minutes. Um, like maybe there might be like twenty. 25 total minutes of actual song like notes sung up and down almost the entire thing's rap and yeah. Yeah. i i i think that was 
the most shocking thing, but also I was very, because I like that genre, it also was the thing that was like, this is cool. Like yeah. it, it got me in. So what, what were you expecting as far as the music? Had you had, Kate, I'm looking at Caitlin. Did you, had you watched or listened to anything? Um, not really too much. I mean, the only thing I had heard was I watched, I mentioned this earlier to you, but I had seen like a cover of Kelly Clarkson singing one of the songs and that was like right. pretty much the, so I, no, I didn't really expect it to be like, and it, it, there wasn't really any like dialogue really like because the music was constantly going i mean it was yeah. like even in the background like always was there so yeah i didn't really expect that it was almost more like operatic than musical theater almost like well they did speak but like in the fact that it was constant music like there was no real like stop in the music at all yeah so it, when i when i think people for most including myself most people think of musicals they think of a beauty and yeah. the beast or something like that yeah. where there's like okay there's a scene and then now it's yeah. time for a song and then yeah. there's another scene and there's not like that's this not at all. this at yeah. all yeah yeah and i i actually i kind of liked it like probably the closest thing i've seen to this is phantom like phantom of the opera is, is mostly music yeah, mostly. um but i feel like even phantom has some scenes right yeah and like into the woods is another one that's a lot of music like there's very little like dialogue and there's a lot of music in the background the whole time and stuff yeah. too so yeah the music literally never stops in this yeah. if yeah. it's if it stops at all it's it's for maybe 10 seconds it's yeah it's really not i know there was during that one scene where like his son dies there yes. was kind of the, that there was one time where it was really silent and like yeah. it was just kind of them talking but other than that it was like and honestly like so you know caitlin and i are, are both music buffs that have music degrees um that's i see that section of like no instrument of no instrumental as being more of just everything everyone is resting like they're just yeah. 10 measures of rest for your instrument yeah uh, as opposed to the end of a song and then the next song doesn't start yeah. for another 15 mm -hmm. seconds i le i legit think like the instrumentalist maybe just see constant sheet music oh yeah for two and a half definitely hours. so imagine being an instrumentalist for it this would show be an intense <laughs> I mean, really for everybody in the show, I feel like it's very like almost everybody's out there all the time and there's very little like dead time, really. Yeah. Like, even like the ensemble people are constantly out there. Yep. So. Yep. There isn't really any rest. Yeah. It, except for very brief costume changes. Yeah. Probably a lot of them were not even off off stage. Yeah. So for two and a half hours. Yeah. So there's um there's an intermission. It's it's told in two acts. Um, there's even an intermission in the Disney Plus version, which I found one it, minute. Yeah, it's, and it literally counts down from one minute down to zero seconds, which I thought that was interesting. Um, uh, there are certainly longer musicals. As soon as we finished this one, it said, "Hey, do you want to watch Sound of Music next?" And Sound of Music clocks in at two fifty-five. Uh, this was two forty, so it's pretty long. But when you think about the context of watching a Broadway show, the show starts at seven and it ends at 10 Yeah, and there's a 20 minute intermission. Yeah, so, so it's about the same length. Yeah. So it, it's pretty typical, I think for, for that kind of thing. Um, the, the instrumental instrumental instrumentals, like the actual, um, instruments that were in the musical actually shocked me at the end. Like it was literally one guitarist, one bass guitarist, piano, two violins, a viola and a cello and percussion. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. So yeah. It, it sounds like a, this hugely orchestrated thing, mm -hmm. but it's really just a band with a, a few string players. Yeah. So very different. Um, Grant, what, what do you think about the music in it? Did you like it or? Um, I liked it. Um, I enjoy rap occasionally. So yeah. <laughs> um, for, two, it, for two and a half hours straight. <laughs> it, it was good. I mean, 
Coming into it, I didn't really know what to expect. I knew Lin-Manuel Miranda was in it because had seen him in Mary Poppins Returns. And then I knew that Leslie Odom Jr. was in it as well. And that's really all I knew about it. Sorry, who's she? I, I, he. That's oh, Aaron, Aaron Burr. Burr. Okay, I forget Leslie can also be a yeah. guy's name. I actually worked for a, a, a Leslie that was a male, so I don't know why I went to female. Yeah. Um, okay, so he's okay. So he was Aaron Burr. Yeah. Um, okay, what else did you know kind of going into this or mm. was pretty much everything else a surprise? I mean, I knew it was basically like a present day take on way back when. But other than that, didn't really know what to expect. Um, Saw the music on Spotify and that's about it. Yeah. Um, Because of what we said earlier about how there's not really a break in the music, you can, I'm assuming, listen to the entire show from beginning all the way to the end in a audio only format in Spotify. Yeah. yeah. I, I doubt there's anything that's left out, honestly, because uh, it's two hours and 20 minutes. This is a two hour and 40 minute production, but there are credits at the end and a one minute intermission. I, I think you're probably listening to the entire thing on Spotify. Yeah. If yeah. you press play. Yeah. So, um, that said, this is probably, I'm assuming the first publicly available video recording of this. Um, you could probably purchase, you know, for individual mm-hmm. sale, uh, copies of Broadway productions. I'm assuming if they if they sold them in the past, you could you could pick those up. This is a so it's a 2015 musical, 2016 recording. So this recording yes. was made four years ago, and it's just now coming to Disney Plus. We don't know the answer to the question, but we kind of debated: is this the copy that they've been selling for the last four years, or is it like some recording they just had in their archives and no one's ever seen it until now? Um, obviously, every show being pretty much almost a carbon copy yeah. of every yeah. other pretty show identical every yeah. other once you get to Broadway level you're pretty much doing it note for note move for move um, so I doubt that there would have been a whole lot of differences in the 20, 2018 version maybe some slight choreography or maybe some personnel changes or something yeah yeah I do wonder if like if has, has the cast changed at all like yeah or if it's been the exact same cast for all these five years but um, obviously none of them are I imagine that this is the, the actors in this, I would, I would hope at least that they would get a paycheck from this. Like you, you never know, but like Disney plus pays Lin-Manuel, I'm assuming it's, it's his show. And then he sp- sends those royalties down, trickles down or whatever. But like those act good for those actors. Cause I'm assuming they, unless they're waiting tables somewhere at some restaurant outside of New York city, I guess um, they probably haven't had a paycheck in a while. Um, yeah. With is, Broadway being shut down. Yeah. This is their livelihood. I mean, Lin-Manuel definitely cashed in. Probably big time oh, from man. Disney Plus or Disney as it is. I can't imagine how much money Disney Plus spent to have the exclusive. It's not on anything else, right? Because, I mean, he's the writer, the producer, yep. the star of the show. Yeah. Did all the music. Yeah. He he took that check to the bank and the, and the bank was like, is this real? <laughs> is yeah. this a real number? <laughs> yeah. He, he laughed all the way to the bank on this one for sure. Um so let's talk about the the actual production of it. Um, I, I kind of want to throw it to you guys because I, I haven't really seen as many of these kind of shows as you guys have, but I kind of teased um, Caitlin with this idea before we started watching this one. But the okay, so is it ABC? Who's who's been doing the the de- the December musicals for the last? It's a little bit three or four years. ABC's had a couple. NBC's had a couple. Fox has had a couple. Okay, so, so they've done. Sound of Music and 
Peter Pan. Did they do Into the Woods? No. Um, no. So there. Anyways, what I'm talking about is like these musicals that are are intentionally recorded for a camera. Like they're not. Th- they literally rehearse and they perform it this one day, and it's literally live. Like as is from what I understand, as you're yeah. watching it. Like oh, that's right. I forgot about the live yeah. part of it. Mm-hmm. So they are literally performing this. There's a slight yeah. delay, obviously, but they're performing yeah. it in front of the in front of the camera, and then you see it. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, uh, by the way, that's that's pretty brave of them to do something like that. So like, because if there's a major mess up, I, I there's guess it, nothing they it goes can do about air. it. Yeah. yeah, and they have to stay on time. I, I can't imagine producing yeah. that yeah. thing. But um, no, this is a, a pre-recorded thing, obviously 2016, but not intentionally made. There is a live audience that you you can actually see on the screen a few yeah. times. You see hands clapping or whatever, and and people laughing in the background. Um, this is not one of those December things. So, yeah. um, I guess compare those two experiences. Did you like this better? Do you like the other better? Uh, what was different about watching it in this way as opposed to you know the this intentionally made for television recordings of musicals? What 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 do you think? I mean, I think the big difference between Hamilton and the other ones is the people are a lot more well-known on the actual national broadcast They try to get people that you've heard of and stuff, which in some ways can be a good thing. In some ways, I think it's a bad thing because they may not necessarily be the right people for that role, but they like throw them in there anyways. Like, I'll give you an example. So I love Carrie Underwood as a singer, but they had her play Maria, and I was I wasn't a fan. She's honestly. not. I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't have expected a huge things from her, but like she's not an actor, no, right? No. So I just like compared to like like I've grown up watching The Sound of Music since I was really young, and I've the Julie Andrews version. Like I've always loved it and watched it, and like compared to like that version, like. I just, I'm not a fan of like the live version. Yeah. I just, I, I think there's no comparison. Like the original so much better, but, um, and obviously there's some differences cause it's the musical version, not the movie version and stuff. But, and like, I remember in the Grease one, wasn't it like who played Sandy and like there was some famous Vanessa people. Hudgens was in it. Yeah. She was the, what's the girl that's kind of the. I don't remember, but, um, but yeah, so some of the people, I just think sometimes the people that they choose aren't really the best people for those roles. Whereas like in Hamilton, like I felt like everyone was really talented and really Uh, well cast and like did a really good job. Whereas some of those, I feel like like they could have done a better job casting people and stuff, but I I would really have loved to have been a fly on the wall during the initial consult between Disney plus and I'm assuming Lin-Manuel or his team. Yeah. Um, to say like, Hey, do you guys want to record like a mate, like a straight to, you know, TV or you know, uh, Disney plus exclu- exclusive, like no yeah. one's, no one's ever going to see this performance until it runs on Disney plus, or do you want to just submit to Disney plus a tw- like an old recording of the show yeah. and how ultimately they ended up on the ladder, like, um, that they didn't go with the, you know, this December musical yeah. thing mm-hmm. that's been happening for years. Um, I don't know. I think, I think I liked this better probably too. Yeah, like, It was yeah. more authentic and like, like, you know, like a actual Broadway show, whereas these were just kind of like, you know, like more like, I don't know, just f- fake to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and I feel like COVID kind of probably had something to do with it. The fact well. that they couldn't That's really true, do a new production. I feel of like it. they were going to come out with like a theatrical movie 
that was going to be in movie theaters yeah. of this. Yeah. But I think COVID kind of threw a wrench in it, and that's where you got what you got, which yeah, was good. There is kind of um, like that third party of third, you know, group of this kind of thing is like the original Julie Andrews Sound of Music. That's almost a third thing. Like the, there's this, you know, December like recorded musical, but it's staged. Yeah. Like it's on a stage. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the musical that's not on a stage. It's literally perf- a movie. Like it's version. Per- yeah. It's yeah. it's uh, filmed in eight locations. Yeah. And then and then there's this, which is literally just let's put a camera. I mean, it's multiple cameras, but let's literally just stick a camera in the room and just record mm-hmm. them on the stage. Um, so I, I think I really liked this too. Um, I'll go ahead and say, say what I didn't want to spoil you on earlier. Uh, IGN's review of this was uh, hugely positive. They were eight out, eight, out, eight out of ten. They said it was really great. But they're, where they came down negative was they didn't like the the filming of them on a show. And one of their negative things, I don't agree, but like what they said was that they the the cast members are playing to a crowd that we're, we don't get to be a part of. Like you can see on the camera, they're not even looking at the camera. They're looking at the people in the, in the room yeah. and they're, they're performing for the room. They didn't even know that they were performing for Disney Plus when they recorded yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it seems inauthentic in the sense that it didn't give the actors a chance to actually play to the actual audience that they're performing mm-hmm. for. I didn't um, really notice that really. Like, yeah. I really even think about that. But So I had read that review. I didn't want to spoil you guys on it and tell you that before going into it. I just wanted yeah. you to enjoy the movie. Um, but even when I knew that and was looking for that as I watched it, I didn't, yeah. I didn't agree. I, I, I thought, yes, they're not always looking straight at the camera, yeah. which I'm sure, you know, Carrie Underwood was always looking directly at the camera, but I don't really care about that. It didn't really ruin it. Yeah. I don't think. Plus I think we got to enjoy some things in this production that I don't think we would have ever gotten if they had filmed their own Disney plus exclusive production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that stage. I, the, 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 uh, carousel, I don't know yeah. how you describe it. The spinning floor yeah. of this thing was awesome. Awesome to me. I, I like from, from moment one, it was not a gimmick at all. I never felt like it was like, okay, well, you know, they got to find another excuse to use this mechanical floor. No, that it they, totally like flowed in with what they were doing. It was so great. They thought of yeah. so many different ways to use it. That really made sense. Um, from like more ponderous, ponderous kind of moments where like the characters were like self-inflecting and this, the, the room is, you know, this, the floor is spinning around, you know, just giving you the, the impression that they're just like really looking inside to like, action scenes where like someone's firing it's a duel and someone's firing a bullet and and you know they're like you know whirling around as they're getting shot to the what is for me the best scene one of the best scenes in the entire musical as far as staging goes is the hurricane and how alexander hamilton is he's talking about he's in the in the eye of the hurricane that the world around him is just swirling around and it is literally swirling around because the stage yeah. literally mm-hmm. moves. And they're like holding furniture and stuff. It was so great. Yeah. I, they, the, so the, if you haven't seen it, the, the other actors, the ensemble for the most part are like holding like chairs and like a couple of them are grabbing a couch and like holding above their heads. Some of them are holding people and it's, and you literally get the sense of like, it's a twister, like almost like the movie twister, like, like the things are, 
you know, not cows, but everything else is like (laughs) swirling around you um, in in this moment. And it really made that scene come alive. And a lot of it was because of that floor. Like I I just really was impressed. The other thing I I thought was really cool. And again, I don't think we would have got at all in, in some kind of, you know, exclusive to Disney plus was the the lighting. And I, I I thought the lighting was really out of this world. Like from spots that were like square shaped to dividing lines in between characters Mm -hmm. to give you the sense of like they're in separate rooms, but they were like right next to each other (laughs) to all the the different colored lights that they used and how they sectioned off stages with very creative lighting. I was, Mm -hmm. I was impressed. Like I've never seen anything like that in Springfield. Um, so that was cool. What else do you guys like about just the choreography, the staging, the, the costuming, um, just how they put on the show itself. It's a pretty simplistic stage, really. It's, it's it a, really is, and it doesn't really change much. Like yeah. they bring out like some desks or different furniture, but other than that, it's pretty. And they have like some stairs that move up, like in and out at one point. Yeah, but it was really pretty simple. Yeah, to be, I mean, compared to some shows that have like big set changes. Yeah, there was no, like the background never changed yeah. uh, mm-hmm. for two and a half hours. Um, there were like two um, staircases that were like mm-hmm. on the left and right side. Yeah. And then that, that went up to like a like a banner um, balcony type thing along the back wall. Yeah. And then the spinning floor and that was kind of it. Yeah. And then they kind of did the, if you've ever seen Rent and a lot of other shows do this too, but like there are, there's no like um, stage crew that like is all in black and yeah. like pull things. The mm-hmm. actors themselves are grabbing are pulling stuff props and, and like moving them yeah. off stage. Um, so I, and obviously they've, they've practiced this thing. Oh yeah. Probably literally a thousand times yeah. before yeah. they did this, but it is just perfect. Like that. No one misses a step ever. It's, yeah. It's just, it's they're They're all robots out there perfectly executing. Yeah. Um, uh, we can come back to staging if you, if we think of something later. But uh, story wise, what what do you guys think? What were some of the key moments for you guys? What were some things that maybe you had forgotten about from American history that you kind of relearned? This this is a entertaining musical in its own right, in the same way that you can watch a, a fake story like West Side Story or something like that, and and or Rents and and be enthralled with what you're watching. But it's also true, like it's it is yeah. trying to tell history in a real way. It's not. It's more fun than history class, but it is essentially almost a history class. Yeah. Um. I one thing I really enjoyed was the relationship between Burr and Hamilton, because ultimately Burr's the one that kills him in the end, and I thought it was well played by them. How it almost there were parts where it's from Burr's point of view. And I thought that was really cool. One thing I didn't see coming to see is the narrator. Yeah. Well, yeah, he like opened the show. Yeah. And so how they used Aaron Burr in it, I thought that was very well done. He's, there's not really a bad guy in this show, but if it is, it's him, right? Mm -hmm. Like I would say so, yeah. I mean, we know most, I think probably most Americans know how the the musical's going to end, that Mm -hmm. Burr's going to shoot Hamilton. At the end, that that's a very famous story from American history. So I I went into this thinking, okay, this guy's going to be the bad guy, but the, for the whole first half of he the really show, wasn't. I wasn't convinced. Yeah. Like he's a really likable guy, yeah, and he's really Alexander's friend um, mm-hmm. for the first half of the the musical. Yeah. So he really doesn't like well, there's quote several unquote things. become his enemy legitimately until yeah. 
uh, Hamilton backs Jefferson. Yeah. But there's kind of him. things leading up where he like, he's jealous of him basically like, right. like cause yeah. he's Washington's right hand man in the revolutionary war. And there's several things that happen where he's kind of like, and then he like takes Hamilton's father-in-law's spot in the Senate, like yep. stuff like that, where it's kind of leading up to like, Oh, okay. There's going to be a big conflict between them. But I don't know if you guys will agree with this, but I kind of, see both of them as the bad guy in this musical, which is kind of weird to say about the the main character of the of the show, literally the namesake of the show. But I, Hamilton's not a good dude all the time. Mm. Um, no. I, if, if, if anything, you could call him an anti-hero, I guess, but I, I, I don't know that that's going far enough. I, I really think that he is the villain sometimes in, yeah. The, yeah. in this musical. Yeah, I so, would agree with that. And, and so there's uh, theories out there that some people might believe Hamilton got what he deserved yeah because i mean he has three different ladies that they show (laughs) in the musical there could be more we don't know (laughs) there probably was more and two of them were sisters yeah the the fourth and the fifth ones were off stage the entire time yeah so i mean there's definitely things not to like about Alexander And then Hamilton. on top of it, he has an affair and then he publishes a pamphlet about it to tell everyone that a he had 95 an page <laughs> pamphlet. <laughs> Which I still don't really understand why he did that, but I gotta be honest, I didn't I didn't know a lot of the details of this this musical going in. I didn't yeah. know. I had it's been so long since I've had American history. I didn't re- I didn't remember that he had that many women and, and that many kids by them. I I a lot of a lot of the information in this one was new information for me. Yeah. So but yeah, he's. I, I did like their relationship a lot. Like watching the t- every anytime. Here's here's one of my few, very few negatives about the musical is I wanted to see Aaron Burr on stage more than he was. Um, not just because he's a fantastic actor and singer, um, he is a triple threat performer. He's he's incredible. Yeah. Um, but so I wanted to see him more just because I think he deserves more stage time. But I also was a little confused as why we weren't getting more of his perspective on things. I know the the musical is titled Hamilton and not Burr. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I wanted to see, I almost would have preferred to see a, a musical about that. That's almost equal parts like, or it may at least 60, 40 or something. I really feel like we got like 70, 30 or even 80, 20, like on the Hamilton side of things. Mm-hmm. And my, my favorite scenes were the scenes where the two of them were together because you can feel the admiration, but also the tension between mm-hmm. these two guys yeah. and how they're one up, they're trying to one up each other, but also learning from each other. And I just, I wish there was a little bit more of that. Um, I, I think it was trying to tell a bigger story and I almost, I almost wish the story was a little smaller um, more focused, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the musical take the events of the musical take place over almost two decades. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of time period that they kind of squish together. And there are a lot of characters. They're they're literally trying to cover everything about not everything. Well, but the like, Revolutionary War. Because you start the, like pre-Revolutionary War. And well, it was. Then, but they never really talk about like the Declaration of Independence, or, yeah. so that, that had kind of already happened, yeah. I guess. And then it goes all the way till the Constitution, eighteen oh four, when. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton dies. So, I mean... They... Well, and it's kind of like, for me, like, it was oh, three weird. De- three decades then. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it was kind of weird because, like, like he they had the election of 1800 or whatever, and then there was really, like, four years of time that took place, but it was, mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden, like, the election happened, and then it was the duel, like, right away. So, like, to me, I'm, like, wondering, like, why did it take so long for them to have this duel? Yeah. Like four years. Cause if that's really what made him so mad was him showing support for Jefferson, you know? 
Yeah, you won't hear me say very many negative things about this because I, I absolutely loved it from front to back, but I almost felt like it, it tried to tell too much and then some of those more important details yeah. got lost. It just yeah. got uh, yeah. left to the cutting room floor. But um, but yeah, that, that's maybe a small thing. I did, that said, I loved Washington. He was such a cool character. Mm-hmm. Uh, King George almost steals the, sh- the oh, whole show. Oh, he was hilarious. Um, he was probably one of my favorite parts when he would come out. That you could tell a lot of the people in the crowd had seen this before. This was not their first viewing of Hamilton. Yeah. Because as soon as King George came came out, he hadn't even said anything. He had not sung a word or said yeah. a word yet. And he comes out on, on the stage and people just immediately start clapping. He's, yeah. he's obviously a fan, fan favorite. Yeah. He was very funny. And like Jefferson, who also plays Lafayette, I thought he did a very good job as well. Yeah. Um, well, there's several characters that play multiple characters which confused me at moments, but I figured it out. Which we didn't count up the number, but there's roughly probably 15 characters total, or actors. 15 people yeah, yeah, total in this show. Yeah, and, well, I said actors. That's not even true. Uh, like, he's, I think Grant's, I mean, I agree with Grant. He's including ensemble people that yeah. literally yeah. don't have any lines. Yeah. Total, there's maybe 15 humans on, yeah. on stage at any time. Then there's only like three main female roles. Yeah. The rest of them are all male so let's talk about actors playing multiple roles. Like like he, he like Grant just said, one one actor plays both Thomas Jefferson but also Lafayette as well. And then the guy who played James Madison was like one somebody of his else. Other friends one of too. his friends yep. during like the war. And then his other friend that like died in the war, then he was his son. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence Lawrence was also Philip. Which was weird because he was supposed to be nine years old and yeah. he was obviously a grown man. <laughs> so okay, so why is that I mean, we're not going to be able to, we're just going to venture a guess at best, but like, why not cast more people? Like, why not just have like 22 people in the show as opposed to 15? I don't know. I, I don't know why it had to be that way. Um, I guess maybe like, I mean, cause most of those characters were only in like the first half of the show. So then they were like, well, then these people can have something to do during the second half, you know, cause it kind yeah. of after intermission, cause I mean the whole first half was like revolutionary war times. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of ended at that half. And then like those people kind of took a backseat. So then there was new characters that came in. So I guess maybe yeah. they were like, well, they're not being used in the second half. So why pay more people? Just yeah. have them. <laughs> or I mean, when they were doing auditions, Lin-Manuel Miranda could just said, I mean, these people can play multiple roles. Yeah. Maybe they're just talented like those enough. People. And- yeah. Well, to give them more to do, like, I mean, some of the characters, like you already said, like some of the characters literally die in the middle of the show. So like, yeah. I guess that actor's done um, yeah. at that point. So it gave them something to do for the entire show. Uh, did you already say that, you might've already said this, the girl, there was one girl that was a sister, but also the No, Mariah. I don't think we said that yet. She no. was also the one that he was cheating. So really he, yeah. he had, a, he loved all three sisters, really. <laughs> you, yes. When you get to the meta of it. <laughs> Not really, but. Yeah, um, I think it's worth noting there are only, as far as non-ensemble characters, there are only three three women in this show, yeah. um, which, I mean, that's not, that's true to history. Like, I mean, history, I think, unfortunately, yeah. but like history was written by men um, back in the 1700s and yeah. and all leadership was, was male leadership back then for the most part. Um, they did mention, um, uh, oh man, uh, the, the lady that made the flag. Betsy, oh, Betsy Ross. Ross. Betsy Ross. She's yeah. not in the show, but they, yeah. they mentioned, they mentioned Betsy her. Ross. Mm-hmm. And then there's this there's a song. I'm just talking like on the feminist side of things, but like the there was a one of the first maybe the the first song in the musical uh was the the three sisters together and they're talking about 
Um, they're talking about giving women more rights and yeah. stuff. Like they're going to ask, who was it? Who are they going to ask? Jefferson or somebody? I don't know. They mentioned somebody, somebody that that they're going to ask them to give women more rights or something. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not a major part of this. Uh, I, I feel like if you're going to talk about you know, an event or a theme or whatever that's outside of like the actual like personal events. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the biggest thing is revolution. It's, it's about not just the revolutionary war, but also, um, you know, becoming a country and we can, we can do this thing on on our own. We're going to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. Um, so I, I thought it was a little confusing that they had a song about equality at the beginning, just because that literally never comes up again. Yeah. Um, but, um, I guess they wanted to, to give the women some spotlight, which I, I wasn't against at all. So, um, this is, this is, I want to go back to King George. This is not a show that will ever perform in London, right? <laughs> I don't think no. so. <laughs> no, I don't think this, this show will ever be able to be pulled off off of Broadway like it's just way too complex like and hard the music is so hard I don't think this show will ever leave America yeah soil yeah it's I think for multiple reasons right I I think in some countries it's actually literally offensive yeah um in in other countries it's not offensive like if if like you know um Rio de Janeiro has like a a really kicking you know Broadway level um they probably don't ever do this in Rio just because yeah. it's, it doesn't mean anything to them. It's, it is, a, it is a very American musical, yeah, this one. definitely. <laughs> so it's not just starring Americans. It's literally about America and, and the, the, you know, the birth of our country essentially, mm-hmm. which I didn't know that going into this either. That was a huge surprise to me. I guess I, I shouldn't have been surprised considering the, the titular character, but like, I, I did not know that they were going to double down on the revolution. There's literally like battles that are played out in this. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. The in, battle uh, of Yorktown is a big one that they, yeah. And I loved the, um, we're getting some, some lightning and thunder here. You may hear some uh, lightning on the recording here in a second. <laughs> um, uh, or thunder, I guess I should say they had like people like dress up in red coats and um, holding muskets, rifles or whatever. And um, a lot of the choreographic dancing was like, like goose stepping, like, you know, like the marching (laughs) kind of things. And um, And you had the British waving the white flag at surrendering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was cool. Um, It's not, it's not to the level of, um, uh, Oh, what's that French revolution musical? I'm blanking on it. Um, oh, Les Mis. Yeah, it's not it's not to the level of Les Mis, but yeah. um, there's enough here that I think it makes it educational as far as like the actual wartime yeah. of, of what's going on, mm-hmm. even though it's not about the war specifically. Um, so we kind of talked about like like main characters that we liked and stuff like that. Um, I thought the kind of going back to some of the songs and stuff like that. I think the, the amount of lyrics that are in this, like to memorize all the <laughs> lyrics, I, it's rap. So it's not, it's not these like long form, like long notes, you know, uh, you know, it takes you 10 seconds to utter one phrase. That's yeah. not what's going on here at all. No. It's like Eminem level Kanye. There, there was yeah. one guy actually, I thought that, that was, it? yeah, I think the guy that plays Aaron Burr, I think sounds like Kanye. He like, he's, he's a really good rapper. Um, and, like I just can't, I cannot imagine memorizing all the lyrics that you have yeah. to to learn to to actually pull this off. Did we mention? Yeah, we mentioned that Lin Manuel penned every word. Yeah. Of this of this musical, so. And the mu- I mean, he wrote all the of it. Music. music, the lyrics, 
everything. Yeah, that's insane. But yeah, so you know, for him, it's like, okay, he wrote the lyrics, so I can kind of understand him memorizing all of his raps and lines. But there were some songs that were mostly sung not by him, yeah. and yeah. they had to memorize every single word of that rap. So I mean, even the women had, like Angelica, she had a bunch of moments where she was like talking real fast, and I'm like, holy yeah. cow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their practices were probably crazy, oh, like the rehearsals yeah. and everything. Well, and and you have to get your thing right because it's going to mess up the next guy if you yeah. don't. If you don't, yeah. like it's it's a it's not like a like a loving, you know. Every musical has like their love ballad that's a duet song, and it's mm-hmm. very easy to sing because you know it's very slow and everything. But in this one, like if if you literally miss your beats, your time to jump in, everyone gets thrown off, and then yeah. you know the whole thing unravels. Yeah. So. To, to pull this off with exquisite, we talked about how like, could this ever be performed outside of New York to, to perform it with that kind of exquisite, you know, intricacy. I, I don't know. Like I, when I talked about Chicago, I kind of boasted on Chicago, maybe Chicago, maybe Los Angeles, um, at the pa- Pantages yeah. theater there or something like that. Some, some kind of huge theater, but you're not going to see this. That's the, pro- I think the problem with this one. And I think maybe why Lin-Manuel was so eager to bring it to Disney plus is like, it, unless you fly to New York, where are you going to see? You're my, not going to be able show to see that it. I wrote, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's really cool that it's on Disney plus because a, I think it gives people a chance to see it that would, would literally go their entire life and not seeing it. And I think, yeah. I think this deserves to be seen by especially Americans. Um, around you know once you're old enough to watch it, um, we'll talk about. Remind me, we'll talk about the the some of the crassness here in a second. Okay, um, but also because I think it it really will truly inspire you to go see it in person. I they rolled credits at the end of this this recording of it, and the first thing in my mind was like, I gotta see that, and I gotta see that live. And I I don't know that I would have said that as as uh, you know robustly before watching it. Like I, yeah. I'd always ha- Hamilton. When, this, the crazy thing is that these shows that, that originate in literally one city in the world are household names, especially in America. Like everyone has heard of Hamilton, everyone because of the Tony award records that it broke and stuff like that. It made yeah. na- national news. And yet you count the number of Americans that had actually watched it before today. It's a very small, number. not very many. Yeah. 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 So I just think it's cool that it's here. But um, let's talk about the um, the lyrics. Um, the, it is not. We were. I think Caitlin, you, you and I were talking about it, and I was comparing it maybe to Rent. Like as far as like there are some f bombs in in the musical, and Rent is riddled with them. Rent probably has a hundred and fifty, uh, and this one has I think three. Right. Three. Okay. Yeah. So it's not. It's not as wild and. I don't want to say this is a crass, dirty movie. It's not. It's ultimately the thing exists in the 1700s. So you, you kind of, you know, if you're going for authenticity, you don't have the characters dropping an F-bomb every 10 seconds. That's no. not going to make sense. So it, it makes sense in the world that it exists, but there are some some uh, kind of crass moments or yeah. whatever. So um, what do you guys think about the way that they bleeped or omitted words was it jarring at all? There's really only one. No, I didn't really notice it until that one where it was like pretty obvious. Yeah. But I mean, there's an actual beep at at one point. Yeah. Other than that, like I felt like it was kind of hard to like know where they were. I mean, Grant like looked up what songs they were in, but I I wouldn't have noticed it. I think you could easily miss the first two. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have noticed it. You're not looking for them. And even some of the other like language, I didn't even hear some of it. Like, because they're going so fast. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'd say the last the last one is blatant. I mean, it 
it beeps it out and everything. There's like a three second beep there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, looking at like, cause I looked it up on Spotify and like, there's a lot of the songs that are marked explicit. And so I, expe- I honestly expect there to be a lot more profanity than there was yeah. to be honest, like with them being marked explicit. Cause usually when a song is marked explicit, it's like, okay, there's several like words in there, you know? Yeah. So, I, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're wondering, you know, should my kids watch it and you're worried about profanity or even like sexual, like visual stuff, yeah. there, there is, um, there are a couple scenes where there's a little bit of like, you know, prov- provocative touching, but it doesn't, yeah. like no one's clothes are coming off. No, like no. it's, it's really, it's, a, I thought, I thought this music, musical was pretty clean overall. Yeah. Um, there, there are some, uh, I, I'm not going to use actual words, S words, you know, D A like all every word in the profanity dictionary is here, but there's so few and far between. I felt like sometimes we would go five or six minutes in a row and there was not a single profane word. I'd say the only word that like you definitely can't miss is the B word. I mean, that's given at the beginning of a song like four times or so. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that's really the only one that, is not easily missed. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the other ones, they're speaking so fast that you don't even know what they said. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, let's be honest. If you have a child, like a seven year old child river, I don't think they're going to be interested yeah. in this anyways. No. Um, I, I would say probably the, the earliest age that I think would even be interested in watching this unless they're just super into rap music or something <laughs> would be like maybe junior high, high school. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and really, like, I could see, especially this Disney Plus version of it where they did bleep out a few words, I could see this being shown to high schoolers, like, at school, like, yeah. in, in your history class. Um, just because I think it does present the story of, of Alexander Hamilton pretty well, and 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 you, I think there's a lot to learn by watching it. And also, it's not, it, I don't think it's a, that objectionable. I um, feel like, because, I mean, there's some history class electives where they do like Hollywood versus history. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this would be, this could be a good candidate for Hollywood versus history type yeah. class. Oh yeah. Kind of compare and see what was accurate and what wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be a good candidate for it done right. Cause there's a lot of like, I, I don't know, it, like Abraham, uh, Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. This is not. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so definitely more accurate than that. <laughs> um, uh, I kind of like to talk just ever so briefly. We'll maybe go for another 20 minutes or so, but like um, uh, just about like some favorite scenes and like uh, themes, ideas that were expressed in it. Obviously we talked about revolution. Um, there's a really cool scene where Washington is George Washington is introduced and very quickly after he's introduced, you realize that he's defined the odds to even go into battle against the British. He talks about being outgunned, outmanned mm. there like he has his doubts. Can we even win this thing? And I thought that was really cool to watch. Um, I thought I really enjoyed watching Hamilton's kind of rise to political fame because George Washington found him to be so intriguing Yeah, and found him to, he even at one point says, I'm not sending you out to battle at all because I need you alive. Like I need your, your mind is more important to me than, than your hands, your rifle, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really cool. Um, what were some of the, like, ideas and themes that you found interesting. We can talk about Hamilton and just his running his mouth all the time. I think that's kind of a big theme. I, yeah, what do they say? Don't, don't don't run your mouth so much. Smile, smile. more oh, yeah. or something. Talk, like. talk less. Yeah. Talk less. Smile more. Um, 
I really enjoyed the cabinet meetings because I mean, it's basically straight up a rap battle. Yeah. And (laughs) so I really enjoyed there's two of them and those were really well done. Between him and Jefferson. Yeah. So yeah. good. It's they're well performed, but the lyric writing and from what them, was funny them bringing out the actual microphone. Yeah, like, <laughs> and then at one point Jefferson just like drops it. It's a literal rap battle <laughs> where they are holding mics, um, which I thought that was great. Um, yeah, you know, there there are little moments like that where that are like, okay, that's definitely not what happened in seventeen. Yeah, whatever. And, one, and then the the first one he was like, "You're here in New York City. How about a cabinet meeting?" Yeah. Like he literally like stopped the show to like say that it was funny. And they're they're clearly playing to the crowd. Yeah. in that moment yeah. and, and the crowd's just like yeah um, and so and they were they were audible like in some of the burns like the, the, in the rap battle when mm-hmm. they were like in, just insult yeah. rapping yeah. each other um, they were like literal like audible like oh like yeah. from the audience and stuff and I was I, I, being in the room for that for those scenes would be so cool yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be really awesome so yeah that, that was really great the, for those who haven't seen it, the cabinet meetings are, are basically like them debating the Constitution. Um, Different topics that they're passionate about. Like uh, Hamilton's really passionate about the bank and Jefferson's not. Yeah. Jefferson's really passionate about Virginia having a lot of power. Yeah. Hamilton's not. The capital, yeah. And that brings out one of the, the biggest songs in the musical. They actually reprised it a couple times about... Um, Something about being in the room, or you weren't in the room, or something like that. Yeah, the room where it's happening. The room or where something. it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Burr was offended because he wasn't able to be in there. Yeah. You, throughout the whole musical, we kind of said this a little bit already, but like you kind of get the sense that the the strong sense that Aaron Burr is is literally trying to be on the same level as Hamilton, mm-hmm. and he's just at every corner, he's just getting rejected, struggling to even keep up. Yeah. Like Hamilton is getting all the accolade, and. And there's a lot of themes in the musical about, you know, talk less, smile more about just don't run your mouth. But at the same time, that kind of is what makes Hamilton prominent. Like he's getting a lot of his, his, you know, ascension, climbing the ladder, the political ladder, if you will, by running his mouth and and people like what he has to write. Like there's a lot of writing in that. You Mm -hmm. see him writing letters and Federalist papers and like people are like, are legit like just intrigued by listening to this man speak and Aaron Burr is taking the opposite approach of like, Hey, you know, speak when you have something important to say, but then that, and he believes that, but it's also not getting him ahead either. Yeah. And ultimately that kind of comes down to the, you know, the, the battle at the very end is that yeah. he feels like Hamilton is directly opposing him on certain things. So, because like right when the meeting happens, the meeting that we're referring to happened with Madison, Jefferson and Hamilton Hamilton meets with Burr right before the meeting, and then he kind of just leaves Burr to go have this meeting. Yeah. So, I mean... That was kind of the beginning of... I mean, their friendship was, I think, on Rocky um, standing already at that point, but I feel like that was a, a clear delineation point where, yeah. like, you don't you don't really even see them speak to each other very much after that, and it doesn't really come to, you know, a huge head until the election mm-hmm. um, at, the, at the end, which... It covers the election of 1800, but, um, yeah, I, I, I just really, I enjoyed those, those themes kind of how they got kind of hashed and rehashed over and over again. Um, Caitlin, what did you think about the, like the romantic relationship 
stuff, how that, how that played out. Like, uh, obviously we talked about how Hamilton's not a great guy all the time. Well, it was kind of funny because like Angelica's the one that like literally like is goes and gets Hamilton and like introduces him to Eliza. And then like, so you have this whole scene where him and Eliza meet and they're like, Oh, you know, we're so in love. And then like it all like stops. And then Angelica is like talking about how she's in love with them. And I'm just like, yeah, what? Then why didn't you just go for him? Why'd you introduce him to your sister? It's just like, <laughs> so confusing so yeah then she's like talking about her love for him and i'm just like okay this is kind of messed up because she's yeah. married to he's married to your sister now yeah and then they still are constantly like writing letters back and forth i mean that was it, the crazy part of that whole thing was just like dude he's like i mean not even trying to hide his affection for her like yeah he's, she's not she doesn't even live in the united states at one point yeah. she moved to she moved, moved to, to london. london and he's still writing her letters and and then yeah and then she comes back and sees her sister and then they run off to see her, their dad. And yeah. then that's when Mariah comes in. So Mariah is like this love interest of his that when he's lonely, like yeah, when he doesn't basically, have anyone around. He didn't have anyone. So <laughs> she just came and so yeah, his love life was very messed up. Yeah. And then she ends up coming back. Both of the sisters that I think come back and then she, uh, even Eliza goes over to London. Is it, does that pick up on that? Right. Yeah. She leaves yeah. the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and their kids too. Right. Yeah, I mean, it takes all everyone. of them leave. Yeah. And then by the time she comes back, things are already pretty bad. Like he's, um, like obviously he's in political, weird political stance and, and relationships are broken. And, uh, then but Phil- it doesn't really come out like those paper, that pamphlet doesn't come out for a while. So yeah. it's like, she kind of thinks, Oh, we're still good. Um, at one point she burns like literally on stage burns with real fire burns. Some of the letters that she'd written to him. Cause you know yeah, how she, she, was, she feels burned. Yeah. The song was literally called burn burn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, there's a pretty tragic scene where Philip dies. We actually watched, yeah. uh, Philip Hamilton, that his son die. That's a, a huge moment for him. It's probably the most one of the most emotional m- moments in the entire the thing. Hamiltons were not good duels. If you're no. if you're wondering, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> doesn't run in the family. Him and his son both died in a duel. Uh, I found it interesting that Alexander basically tells him not to fire his weapon during the this pistol duel. It's count to ten, turn around and shoot, and he tells him just to shoot up in the air because the, that's the honorable thing to do. And then like, and then he dies. And then Philip <laughs> literally says, "But what if he shoots?" And, and Alexander's just like, "You still do the honorable thing, and he'll and if he's honorable, he'll follow suit and, and do the same thing." I'm like. And then the question I wouldn't ask was like, what if he's not honorable? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then he died and then he died. Um, and I, I thought the, 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 the staging and the, the music following that scene was really powerful, like dressed in all black, um, you know, mourning together, but also not even looking at each other. They're literally standing side by side, shoulder to shoulder, but they're not facing each other and mm-hmm. everything that implies. So, I thought all that was really beautiful, even though it was extremely sad. And then we sad. have the It's I mean, Quiet Uptown song. I mean, this yeah. is kind of the point where if you go back in history books, after Philip died, that's when Eliza really forgave mm-hmm. Alexander. So, um, yeah, that's where I, that's all I had to say about that. Um, the Grant and I, like, both audibly we were like, whoa, when the, the Philip... Um, uh, death scene happened because yeah, it's pretty cool. there's a, there's a girl we talked about this a second ago. Um, but there's a girl that's using her, 
fingers, um, kind of like if I'm, this is an audio podcast. If you if you put your your thumb and your your index finger together, kind of like you're saying, like something is small. She basically like almost like grips the bullet, which is not there, mm-hmm. and she moves her fingers over to the other side and strikes him in the side or chest or whatever where he takes the like bullet. Slow and, like and then it goes slow yeah. it. It was yeah. so cool, like. And I can't think about the dexterity in your body to like pull off a slow-mo like on stage. You're nervous. There's all kinds of, you know, things that are going on in your body at that moment and still have the dexterity to just like go into that slow-mo reel from taking a bullet. And then he like falls, but falls into a couple ensemble people and they, they carry his body off stage. So it actually looks like he literally falls in, in battle, like in this duel. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was cool. I was really impressed with some of the stuff that they did like that. It looked really, it looked really, really real. Um, just kind of looking over my notes, man. There's so, so many cool things in this. I love the, 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 the ten dual commandments. There's actually several duels that happens in the in the show. There's three, right? So there's Philip, and then there's obviously the big one at the end. But even before that, it was, um, the oh, general guy. Yeah, I can't remember his and name. And then his friend. Yeah, like there was a guy that which is the only one that doesn't result in a death. Yeah. There there was one that basically like his um someone was insulting Washington. Yeah. Was it? Mm-hmm. And and he basically says I'm going to fight you over it, which is so crazy to me that that's in our history. And not like super like way far off history. Like this happened, the events of this thing happened like a little over 200 years ago. Yeah. And people just like, you insulted the general, I'm going to shoot you and you know, let's go, you know, do a gun gun duel. But yeah, they talked about the 10 dual commandments, all the rules, um, you know, step one, you can't do this. Step two, you got to do this. And like, and just kind of lining all those out in kind of ensemble rap fashion. So I thought that was really cool. Um, any other like, like favorite lines or favorite songs? Things that kind of are going to stick with you. I'm definitely going to be listening to this again. Like I'll pull pull it up on Spotify and yeah. listen to it at work or something. Um, I enjoy the one chance or one what they I yeah. don't shot. one shot. Um, yeah, the, the the line the repeating line from that that's one of my favorite songs. But the repeating line is uh, not throwing away my shot, and it just like kept repeating that over and over again. It's just it's like really singable. And I I jokingly said to you well why don't they just call up eminem and just have eminem <laughs> be in that part and just do his whole one shot thing but uh <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite songs and then the com the 10 commandments of dueling i enjoyed that as well yeah those were probably my two favorite songs i would say most of my favorite ones favorite songs were in the first half i, I there's, yeah there's some good songs in the second half but I thought the first half was really, really great. Yeah, and I liked how they, I mean, I mentioned this while we were watching it, but they brought back a lot of like, just like little one-liners from like previous songs. And then they would like bring them back. Like there was one yeah. part where like Hamilton, like earlier, like Eliza, like sang this whole song about how, you know, we're so lucky to be alive and look what we have and all this yeah. stuff. And then he kind of like used it against her in another part. Yeah. <laughs> and like just different times when they would bring back like one lines from earlier in the show and like throw them in another song. It was, I thought that was really neat. What was the line? Like look around or something like that. Yeah. Look around. And, um, she's, and she's using it to say like, Hey, look around. Like you have a family now we're, we're, we're we're married. We have a, a young son in our lives. Look around you. Like you don't need to be 
engrossed in work all the time and you know going into war and all it seems like all you care about is politics look around you like you have a family and then he actually later on in the show Kind yeah, of a, it was called That Would Be Enough is yes. the song that she like sings to him. And that song is reprised like several times yeah. during the musical. But yeah, he reprised when he reprised it, he says something like, uh, you know, look around. Like the the nation is in upheaval right now. Like it needs to be yeah, established. I think it's when like Washington asked him to be on the his like cabinet or whatever and he was gonna have to like, you know, you know, go back to work and stuff. And she was kind of like not really excited about it. And he was yeah. like, but look, our, the nation needs me. Yeah. <laughs> I I definitely previously had underplayed Hamilton's role. And that I know, I know yeah. they're, they're trying to get you to feel for Hamilton by watching this show, but it, these things, the events, these events really happened. Like he was really prom- pretty prominent and, yeah. you know, maybe, in the behind the scenes, he wasn't George Washington. He wasn't president, but like, but he influenced presidents in general. Like yeah. he, he was definitely the reason why we were so successful um, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So, um, so I thought that was really cool too. Um, I really liked the the uh, don't call me son um, parts. Like he has a good relationship with George Washington, but he also is going to assert himself and like he has a lot of bravado in those scenes, which I thought was really impressive to watch. Um, but I think the King George scenes were probably, oh my gosh. The, the, okay, let's say this. They were so funny. The, the musical is not a comedy. No. In any no. way, shape or form. No. However, there were some scenes where the audience is clearly laughing. You can hear the audience laughing on the recording and I was dying and the King George stuff. <laughs> the, yeah. There was actually, there's a, there's one song that's not King George that I laughed a lot at too, which I'll talk talk about in a second. But King George's um, the, from the very first song that he sang was awesome, just really really funny. But then um, in the second time he comes out, he sings a song where like one of the key lines is "You'll be back." <laughs> yeah, I, I just I laughed so hard at that, and like it's funny because it's just like a really hilarious thing for someone to say. But I also was laughing because I was like, he probably legit said that. In this yeah. 1784 or three or whatever it was, yeah. like he probably was like, okay, you guys will be back. Like, give me a call when you decide that. And he, he actually, he, it's not George. I think it's maybe Washington, um, not King George, but George Washington that maybe utters the line later. But they, they said, um, uh, winning a war is easy, governing is hard. Yeah. And I, I thought, Obviously, that's the serious version of what King George's funny song is all about. Yeah. But there is a, a lot of, especially the second half of the musical is a lot about like, okay, we we got our freedom. Yeah, we, what we, do we do now? Yeah, we, thousands of people died. Yeah. For what? You know, what yeah. are we going to do with this moment um, now that we have it? So um, that was really cool to watch acted out. Um, but the other funny song that I thought that was really hilarious <laughs> was so Thomas Jefferson is like missed the entire war because he's he's an ambassador. Oh, yeah. He's ambassador to and France. Then he's like, what I miss? <laughs> and he has this whole song with, that I, I think honestly the audience had to be reeling and just laughing the, oh, with almost every measure of the song. It was really funny from front to back. But um, and the way he's dancing is really silly. And he's th- th- Jefferson. The way he's played in this in this performance at least is very jovial like he's almost like not someone you would even take seriously but then 
he's obviously like president, like, you know, like he, but they play him off as this like kind of jokey kind of guy yeah, and someone that you would laugh at. Um, but also has like some, some really like poignant moments too. But the, what did I miss song was really funny. Um, I was laughing quite a bit on that one. Um, cool. Well, I think we've covered kind of most of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, and anything glaring that I'm missing as far as the release of this movie or I think it's really, um, uh, Definitely on purpose that it's coming out fourth Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I learned a lot watching it. I honestly did. Like, yeah. I had forgotten a lot of the stuff that I was watching. I was like, yeah, I think I learned that some at some point, probably twenty years ago, but I just don't remember it now. But um, the Federalist Papers about how Thomas Jefferson was like literally defending. He talked about. He talked to Aaron Burr actually at one point about like we wrote the Constitution, but now we have to defend it. Like we have yeah. to actually prove to people that this document that we spent days and day, weeks of our lives on of crafting this thing it has problems. We need to write amendments to it. Then we need to write 95, was it? No, 85 Federalist Papers of which he wrote 45 of them. 51. Like, yeah. Or 51. Yeah. More than half. Hamilton wrote 51. Yep. So he's, he's, he's kind of a lawyer for the constitution to put it Basically, that way. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool to watch and, and stuff I, I didn't know about. Um, going into this or I'm sure knew at some point and just forgot. Um, so yeah, it's a good watch. I honestly, I probably need to watch it again just yeah. to catch everything. Cause yeah, I know there were, uh, Grant was talking about how quickly the lyrics go by. They were definitely just a ton. I mean, yeah, maybe a hundred, a hundred or more lines that I just didn't even know what they said. Yeah. Um, I thought the audio in this in this recording was actually pretty good, oh, yeah. but there were moments where I feel like the either the choreography, the stomping on the ground or the music ramped up to points where I was having trouble hearing some of the things that they were saying. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I, th- I thought the, the audio was pretty good. But I mean, I would say for anyone who hasn't seen it or has their doubts, if they want to see it, um, I'd say, for me going into it language was like the big thing because i'm not a big person that likes to hear cussing left and right but i mean i'd say if that's what's holding you back i would just go ahead and watch it because i would say 90 percent of the explicits that you hear You you don't even hear them yeah yeah i either because they turn it down intentionally or it just it just goes by so fast so I, I would say if that's what's keeping you from watching it, I would still just go ahead and watch it. And you're not a huge musical fan and you enjoyed no. it, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a that's actually like a ringing endorsement from Grant. Yeah. Um that, that he would that he enjoyed watching it. Will you watch this again sometime? Yeah. I if mean it's, I, if it's on I don't think I would go back and watch it like tomorrow or right. something <laughs> like that. But like along the lines, I would not be opposed to watching it again. Yeah, and like if, um, if the money was like cheap enough to where on Broadway, if that opportunity ever happened, yeah. I would I would go see it. I mean, I'm not going to shell out like two hundred to three hundred bucks to Jeez. see it, but I mean, if something posed that was a good deal, yeah. I would take it. Oh yeah, I wonder how big this show is going to be on Broadway like when Broadway finally opens it, it might be you know March of next year by the time yeah. it happens but by the time Broadway actually opens and everyone has seen this on Disney Plus 
there's a there's a case to be made for it's going to hurt sales because why would you pay a ticket? You can just watch yeah, it at home. Yeah, you can just watch it. Um, or it's going to be even more popular because people are like, oh, I want to see it live now. And honestly, for me, I think everyone's different how they're going to answer that question yeah. for them. Uh, for me, I'm definitely in the second camp. I'm more interested in watching it live in, on Broadway in New York now than I, than I would have been before. I feel like a lot of people will want to go see it after seeing it. Yeah, because a lot of people might not have really known like what it was really all about or what, you know, and yeah. now that they've kind of like seen it, they're like, oh, yeah. And there's something to be said for like knowing the songs before mm-hmm. you go see a sh- show. I, I don't always recommend that, but with this one, I kind of recommend like knowing some of the lyrics and the songs before you see it just because there's literally 10,001 lyrics in this in this. There's <laughs> literally 46 songs. Oh, 46, on okay. On Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. That tells you everything you need to know. Um, and they last for two hours and 22 minutes, so... Yeah. Definitely at least listen to like the top 10 like biggest, most listened songs or something. Yeah. But yeah, definitely watch it, the songs, or listen to the songs before you go see it a uh, lot, before you spend 200 bucks on a ticket. I think, I think honestly, I was glad I saw this for free the first time. Yeah. And because I think I actually would enjoy it a lot better um, if I watched it in person. So um, I was just kind of looking over my notes. I'll end, end the show with this, but I, I thought one of the there were a lot of sad moments. We covered one of them earlier, but um, I, until I looked it up just now, I'd kind of forgotten in the first act, there's, um, we kind of danced around it a little bit ago, but there's a scene where uh, one of his friends, one of Hamilton's friends dies in a, basically a pointless battle. The, the, the battle of Yorktown. The war had already been over. (laughs) Yeah. Battle of Yorktown had already happened. Um, Cornwallis or whoever it was had already surrendered the British armies. They were being sent back single, single file, you know, in surrender. And, and then yet another battle ha- takes place because, you know, it's not internet. There's no phones, phones, you know, to call somebody. Like, you can't just post on Facebook. The war's yeah. over. <laughs> but they didn't see the post. Oh, darn it. Um, but don't worry. He comes back as Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, he does. The actor doesn't die. Um, but yeah, they, no, they, it's his son. Oh yeah. His son. Never mind. <laughs> so, but yeah, they show his, his death and how, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's heart wrenching, not just from a, not just from a, like, hey, that was a pointless death, a pointless battle to fight, but also because it was his friend. And, um, you know, he's super mad at Lafayette after that and stuff like that. But um, anyways, so really good. Um, just incredible scenes. It is, this is top-notch Broadway, like on Disney Plus, that you, yeah. can, you get to watch for free if you're paying your, you know, $5 or $7 a month or whatever. It is, you know, essentially free for you to watch it. So it's, it's a why not. And I think especially on 4th of July weekend, it's an easy sell. So, oh, yeah. Yep. Go America. America. USA all the way. <laughs> USA. That would be something that um, my co-host, Jack, would, would, if he was here, he would definitely start a USA chant, I feel like. Um, but we're not going to do that. So, uh, Jack, if, if you're listening, we, we miss you. We definitely should have done a USA chant. Um, cool. Well, um, uh, do you guys want to talk about what else have you been watching? I do. I do have one thing I want to mention as far as what else I've been watching. But do you guys have anything you want to mention? Honestly, we've been watching. I think the same thing that we said last time. Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah. Which I I was just on last week, and yeah, so you that, about hasn't, that. that hasn't changed much. Okay, some more Hannah Montana. Um, you want to talk about what you thought of Artemis Fowl? I shared what I thought um, of it last week. It was week. okay. Just I'm, not. Not great. Yeah. 
Well, the reviews on that movie have been just slamming that thing like really hard on it. I I, I came away a little bit more positive than most of the reviews. Yeah, out there. I mean, but I I still didn't think it was. I a wouldn't great movie. say it was like the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I wouldn't say it's like the worst. It was just okay. Yeah. I think like there were some some reviews that I was reading that where they were like literally like this is a bad movie, and I was just like ah, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. But. It's it is definitely. One review that I read said it's a forgettable movie, and I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, like, I will probably forget all about that movie in a year. <laughs> yeah, like, now that he mentioned it, I forgot. What, like, I I had forgotten we even watched it, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> it is it is definitely forgettable, and and yet I think they honestly could make more of them. Um, there's a whole series of books yeah. that they haven't touched. So, they probably will. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a hard sell. I think Josh Gad is the only reason that they would make another movie. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like the eye gouging out movies that we saw in like horrible movie podcast either yeah no it's not anywhere close to that uh, oh we saw though i read an article the other day that says that the mighty ducks and what else was coming on there was the another movie green. yeah mm. so we yeah. were kind of excited about that on yeah Disney they were supposed Available to come now? in july yes. yeah okay. july 1st maybe oh, july third. oh today today okay Cool. Well, I would definitely like to do that with at least Grant and you're welcome as well, Caitlin. I know you don't always enjoy coming on, but you had a lot to say today. So uh, I appreciate you being on, on today's show. But um, yeah, but we'll probably need to cover one of those um, yeah. sometime. But um, Jordan has discovered Elena of Avalor, which I will probably, I'm, I imagine I'll probably have to describe. I've already described it to Grant, but uh, I'll have to describe it to you and I'll, probably our listeners who probably never heard of Elena. Elena of Avalor is a straight-to-video, which I know that has a context for a lot of people, but we're going to watch the movie tonight. There is a 2016 movie, straight-to-video, that came out, obviously well before Disney Plus was ever a twinkle in anyone's eye. And uh, it's like an hour and ten non-feature-length movie, right? But it's, it's about this Disney princess who is in like a Latin American country. So... Um, like Central Central America probably. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, d- I haven't watched, but just maybe like five or 10 minutes of the show with Jordan, but she is absolutely enthralled. I mean, like from f- five minutes in, she's like, I like this show, daddy. <laughs> and we're like, okay, great. And it's TVY, so it's appropriate for her age. And that is all she's wanted to watch this week is just constant Elena Avalor. She's probably watched almost the entire first season is my guess. Um, as much as we will let her watch is how much she's watched. I don't know that she's seen any other shows in the last few days. Um, the animation is very good. Like, so, okay. So let me describe, I talked about the movie. There's a movie that we haven't seen. It branched into a television show that had two seasons and I, I think they canceled it. So we've only watched the, the season episodes, but I'm telling you, if you haven't seen anything from Disney, just J- Disney in general, Disney Junior or whatever, mm-hmm. over the last four years, the animation is honestly just as good as anything that they're putting out in the movies. Like, it's not quite like Pixar onward level, yeah. but it's pretty darn close. Um, it just shows you, tells you that like with modern CGI computers can do a lot, like even with like syndicated television shows. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I thought I think the animation is really good. She loves the characters, and she she can't stop talking about all, you know all the things that have happened and the purple guys and all these things that she's about like, as good as no, Beauty no. and the Beast, the sequel. Dude, that was so bad. <laughs> Dude, so that was the only other thing we tried watching on Disney Disney Plus this week was um, I forget the actual name of it, but it's it's essentially the sequel to Beauty and the Beast. It doesn't have a two in the title, but it, that's that is essentially what it is. It here's what it is. It is essentially three 
20 minute or 22 minute stories that you would see like in a television show, but pieced together in a straight to video release that came out in like probably 98 or something like that on Disney plus. It's one of the few things that I've seen on Disney plus that is four by three. It is not a widescreen presentation. They, there's literally like, what do they call those? Uh, like black, the black bars. I think they used to call it envelope or something, but the black bars on the left and right. Is this the one you saw? Um, no, but that is, that is the other one that's also, I think, on Disney+. Plus. There are three Beauty and the Beast This is the one movies. I've seen. I've seen this one. Oh, The Enchanted with the, Christmas. With the evil pipe organ. Oh, my God. Okay, no, we. I, I don't want to see that one either. <laughs> you don't want to see the evil Bell's pipe Magical organ? Bell's Magical World. I think it was Bell's Magical World. So um, the the thing about this movie is that it takes, I think it, believe it takes place, not that any of this matters, by the way, but I think it takes place during the events of Beauty and the Beast because Beast is still a beast. Like he's not, he hasn't turned into he's a prince. He's not a prince? No. It's <laughs> it's Beast and Beauty and all of the still enchanted objects in the in the castle. So it's definitely during the events, if you are if you care about canon for Beauty and the Beast, it's definitely during the events of the movie. But okay. like all these little side stories, like there's a whole story about Fifi, which is... Fifi? Yeah, Fifi is like uh, the love interest, <laughs> to use that phrase, for um, Lumiere. So... I think at the end of the movie, Lumiere like oh. embraces this girl after they get turned back into humans, and that's Fifi. But this is about—I I forget what she is. She's some like a lantern or something like that. But there's a whole like 22-minute episode just about. We got about halfway through the second story, so about 30 minutes into this 65-minute property, and my three-year-old wanted to turn it off. So that that uh, that explains Told it you all. How bad it is. Yep. So. Uh, Jessica and I were not engaged at all, but my three-year-old Jordan was like, um, I was like, I, I, at one point I turned it over to her and she was barely even watching the screen. Like she was like playing with her toys or something. I was like, do you like this? And she's like, no. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, okay. Let's, uh, it's movie night, so let's watch something you do want to watch. And so we had, to, we had kind of toyed around with um, Elena of Avalor. We have a certain number of minutes that we let her watch screen time every day, and she's pretty close already to the end of it. So we didn't want to get into a Alina of Avalor the movie, but we turned on the first episode. She loved it, and then that's all she's watched since. So it's been a we've been in Alina of Avalor house this week, and I'm sure that will continue. We probably could do a whole podcast eventually, or a whole episode of the wonderful world of Disney sequels oh geez yeah and we, like and we would just have Mermaid a great time has one aladdin. lion king aladdin i mean they all have like cinderella <laughs> and we could just have a great time that would be a good time um but then that, that would mean that i would have to watch all of those we could just read the the wikipedia pages about them mm. <laughs> yeah I'm definitely not watching them. So if we're going to do an episode like that, we, we could to... watch Return of Jafar. <laughs> That's a high quality one. I've seen Return of Jafar. I I have probably haven't seen it in 20 years, and I remember not not enjoying that movie. So yeah, it, it's just humorous, like especially like Lion King and Little Mermaid too, because it's relatives of Ursula, relatives of Scar that have come back for their revenge. Oh jeez, that, that's what makes it humorous. Okay, well, um, probably not going to cover that anytime soon. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's worth me- stating in this conversation that um, Disney is not ashamed. Like they no. they will literally release anything that they've, unless it's offensive, like yeah. some old like 1930s stuff that they've had. But um, yeah, if it's unless it's offensive, they're going to put it on there. They're mm-hmm. just literally going to release everything that they've ever done. So, 
So yeah, definitely uh, read some reviews before you <laughs> get into anything like that. Yeah. I'm still waiting on my Lizzie McGuire reboot show. Still haven't, still haven't found That's it. That's been announced. Is that something they were supposed to do? Yeah, like when they first put out Disney Plus, it was like a it's bunch coming. of publicity about it, and then nothing. Huh. Yeah. I, I think with COVID, like there's just a whole bunch of stuff that's been delayed, postponed. Yeah. Um, I think it's amazing that they haven't moved that with all the movies that ha- obviously had to be postponed because theaters are cl- shut down that like WandaVision and like, um, uh, was it Winter soldier, Winter soldier and stuff like that are not postponed. Like they're like, yep, they're still coming out in August. So a, mo- a month from now, we're still, I guess we're still going to watch those Marvel stuff. The only thing I could think of is that they had all the shooting done. They had to have before mm-hmm. COVID hit. Yeah. And then the last three or four months has literally just been post-production stuff. So just making it look good. Mm-hmm. So, cause you can, you can do that. You can pay somebody to do that at their home where they come in alone yeah. to the office or something. So I guess that's the only reason those things are still on time. I do worry about the Mandalorian. Like I, I know that they were doing some shooting. I don't know if they had to pause that, cancel it try to come back in the fall, you know, mm-hmm. um, hospital willing that <laughs> they'd actually be able to come back and do that. So, but, um, I, I really want to watch the Mandalorian in, in November. So I hope that's not delayed, but, but I also yeah. want people to say, be safe. My ducks two and three have been announced for Disney plus. You have to wait until October 30th, okay. but on October 30th, you will be able to watch the whole trilogy. Sweet. Yeah. I need to rectify my uh, lack of watching those movies for sure. And uh, for those of you that are into Rotten Tomatoes, um, Hamilton currently has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow! So, yeah, impressive. That that number will go go down slightly. Like I said, the IGN. I don't know if IGN submits anything to Rotten Tomatoes, but uh, they gave it an eighty, basically an eight out of ten. I feel like it'll stay in the nineties. Oh yeah, it'll be high. I mean, if nothing else, just because freak, people freaking love that story. Yeah. <laughs> and like, this, like even if you don't like, it really, literally, IGN was only negative about the way that it was shot, like the actual mm-hmm. cinematography of it. Um, but as far as like the, the the music, the way it was written, performed, the actors, they, they had nothing negative to say. Like they were like, "This is a yeah. top notch, one of the best musicals you'll ever see." And I agree. I yeah. it's it's definitely one of the best ones I've ever seen. So, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys for being on the episode. It was a lot of fun uh, watching the movie with you guys and then and talking about it. Um, if you have anything that you want to write into the show about, uh, write us at DisneyPlusReviews at Hotmail.com. Uh, let us know something that you've seen on Disney Plus that you want to talk about or something that you'd like us to review. Um, we'd love to take your comments or play your audio if you bring, um, attach an audio file to it. Um, we will be back next week. Um, not sure when we'll be able to record or what we're going to cover. Um, I think you guys are traveling. I, I'll yeah. try to find someone else to record with me. So I'll pick something off of the list that Grant gave me or just whatever that person wants to watch. So, um, and I don't know if that episode will be on time. If you're listening to this, um, I'll probably try to post this, uh, on 4th of July. I think that would be timely on Saturday. So it might be more than a week before the next episode comes in, maybe eight or nine days later, but um, try to get something for you every week and uh, tune in next week to find out what that mystery episode is going to be about. See you Thanks, later. Phil. Yeah. <laughs>